Hey there, everybody. Gabby here. Just a little announcement. Stay tuned after the conclusion of the podcast, if you wish. We have a contributor from Australia, Joel Stibbard. He's been sending us some long voicemails. Long voicemails. But they're funny and interesting, and he brings up good points uh, dealing with gaming. Check him out. Joel Stibbard. Uh, After the podcast, after the concluding music, don't hang up if you don't want to. And now for the show. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. This is a this is our uh, email episode where we just read emails because we have neither played emails. anything nor done anything. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. This is not the email but, episode. I have a bunch of stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, but we're uh, going to talk about the emails, though. That's all right. We got plenty to catch up on, that's for sure. Go ahead. Man. I'm Gabby. That's Jerry. And Enrique's not here. Thank God. Well, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> no. I live. Don't start. Don't start that again. Oh, Enrique. Just his voice. Hello there. I live. <laughs> I miss you, Enrique. Uh, Jerry. Yes. You're a m- medical professional. Quote yes, I am. Have you ever intubated someone anally? Did, what what now? Have you ever intubated someone anally? Anal intubation. By def- I think by definition, I was trying to think by definition if if you can do that. Like I don't think that like intubation is where you put a breathing tube, correct, down someone's trachea into their their lungs. I don't think. I mean, a colonoscopy is not anal intubation. No, 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 no. you're correct. The Economist has uh, been discussing anal oxygen administration. Researchers are planning oxygen enemas. Well, coffee ground enemas were a big thing, for and, and I think still are, where people absorb caffeine essentially. Uh, and and I think the, one of the reasons why they give a lot of medications rectally is that it, it bypasses the kidneys, which is can be very dangerous, but also it can produce different sensations as well as different types of of. Uh, effects from the drug since it's not filtered by the kidneys. So there's a lot of people doing enemas with coffee. Not hot coffee, I assume, but <laughs> there, 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 there's an idea, Starbucks. Just have a hose out back for all your uh, for all the, like a dry food. Honey, go through. I've got to get my morning. I've got to get my morning uh, cappuccino with soy milk enema. As far as is known, no land vertebrae. I didn't know where that joke was going. It's I okay. Where I did it's that okay. joke had to come I'm, to an I'm, end. That I'm, joke had to come to an end. Did you get it? As had far, to come to an end. As far as is known, no land vertebrae can perform this trick of retrieving oxygen through the rectum. But in a paper just published in Cell, describe how terrestrial animals might, with a bit of assistance, be enabled to do so. The question was: Having trouble breathing through your mouth? Researchers are planning oxygen enemas, and it proceeds to describe how this 
particular group of people uh, in this economist.com. It's a, some sort of science magazine. It says the guts of vertebrates are well supplied with blood vessels to enable them to absorb digested food. But this means they can also, in principle, absorb oxygen. And that is precisely what happens in species such as the weather loach. As far as is known, no land vertebrae can perform this trick. But a paper just published in Cell, Terrestrial... I know a land vertebrae that might be able to do it. But Who? Butthole surfers. <laughs> you know, like, terrestrial like when Marky animals. got with Sharon and Sharon got Charisse when she was sharing out Sharon, Sharon's outlook on the topic of disease. Remember that? Mikey had a facial scar and Bobby was a racist. They were all in love and dying, but they were doing it in Texas. So far. Don't remember that song? Oh, Tommy I remember it. That, like was, a kid my, out in that the rain. was one of my favorite songs. The oh, butthole surfers? Are you talking about the duffel, butthole surfers? They were, they were drinking from a fountain that was pouring like an avalanche. <laughs> coming down the mountain that's like i don't mind I, okay i used to listen what? to that song on my walkman as i used to weed eat breathing breathing rectally what was the that's, that's surfers like number one song pepper that was it i just sang it is that what you're saying yeah that was it no no you can't do that you can't play that that's against regulations they'll come get us they'll come the the royalties will be coming after us like an avalanche pouring down the mountain. We'll get censored. <laughs> we just fought off India. We don't want to fight off butthole surfers. If they can extend an offer alternative to tracheal intubation as a means of keeping those with breathing breathing difficulties alive. So if they can't go through your throat, they're going to go through your rectum. I don't think that'll work. I just tracheal intubated somebody last weekend. Fun really? fact. Why? Yes. Uh, there was a four. Yes, there was a four wheeler accident. So did you, what did you use to, do you use a scalpel? No, no, you, you use a lorenzoscope blade. It's, it's a, it's a dull, flat looking, they call it a blade because it looks like a blade, but it's not meant for cutting. It's meant to be st- stuck in somebody's mouth and to deplace their tongue and lift up their, uh, kind of lift up all the soft tissue that's in the, your lower part of your oropharynx so that you can see the, uh, vocal cords and stick a tube in between those said vocal cords into your trachea. And then, hopefully, not into your esophagus. So you're you're not talking about like in the movies, you know? They like they can't go through the mouth, so they just like cut their throat. No, that's that's a that's a, a cricoid theotomy. That's that's a, a crike is what it's referred to. Oh, see, I thought that was a tracheotomy when you go through the throat, not the mouth. No, no, in, innovation is where they stick a tube just down down your trachea. But like when they're they're criking somebody, crikey, crikey. Yeah, that's that's what they, that's, I can't that's breathe, what they, Jerry. <laughs> that's what I need anal intubation. Stat. I need it stat. That's not how that works. Oh, folks, uh, that's not what I read. Well, you read it wrong. Oh, wait, well, go ahead. Do you have more on anal intubation? I don't actually. I can't think of anything. When it comes to anal intubation, I guess I'm constipated. <laughs> well, get ready. It's coming. Did you know, dreamt? Is the only word in the English language that ends in MT. I dreamt that last night. MT. 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 Is this the banter section is about dreaming? Because I had a dream the other day that I can't relate. Why? Do you not have dreams that are like awfully strange? Well, they're strange, yeah. What what was yeah, your dream? I mean, like, I mean I what did you say? Is I, it, was I it erotic? Dream. Was it an erotic dream? No, I don't have erotic dreams. You, you, I don't dream about things that I experience daily. I dream about things that are. Uh, so what do you dream about? Why can't? Well, you? that's right. I never. 
Well, just saying. I never dream. I never dream. I'm living the dream. So it's rare for me to dream. And so it's, it was just, uh, it's unsettling when I have a dream because it's, it's always of some weirdness, like an unexplainable sci-fi LSD type trip. Like I can't even begin to, to piece together what it, it could possibly be about. It's like a fever dream. Like I, and, and that's why I, I, I don't like dreaming at all. Dream. We are no, dream, no, dream, no. Dream, <laughs> what is with what is with the copyright stuff? Why are we at? Why are we? In, just, why it. are you insisting on bringing that bringing it. music people? I don't care if you love it; it's wrong. It's morally wrong. I don't like. We're not making money off of it. No, but you can't. But we're good. You can't do it. You we're don't good. have their permission. You don't have their permission. They're dead. What the Everly Brothers used- are dead. Am I going to call up Joe Everly and say, hey, can we play Dream? No, I'm dead. They're estate. They're estate. What if somebody used your likeness for something? Have at what it. If you just- Please. No. Have do at you it. have a reptile dysfunction? <laughs> and you've got a big picture of Bobby Baraga there just glancing off into the distance looking. You know, do you need oxygen a- anal intubation? <laughs> Gobby Moraga is your man. You could sell that as like a thing. Like you won't catch COVID if you don't breathe through your lungs. <laughs> Perhaps anal breathing. How to breathe rectally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here, I'm here only book, used to expelling air. I'm not used to intaking air. Yeah. Here's your here's your book title: How to End a Pandemic. Rectal <laughs> breathing. <laughs> Engage Uh, your pelvic floor. (laughs) You're listening to the Board Game Snobs podcast. You have chosen wisely. And now, letters from our adoring fans and hate mail from our adversaries. Okay, so if we're going to do uh, messages from our emailers, this is one that missed our 150th. He came in a little little late, Nathan Armantrout. Hey there, snobs. This is Nathan from California, and I just wanted to say thank you for 150 episodes, and especially for the 150th episode itself. The origin stories only serve to add more context to the amazing relationship the two of you have and the roads you've traveled. The two of you have been very open and honest about your friendship and the struggles therein, and that has painted such a beautiful picture of how friendship is not always easy, but it is worth it. I can safely say that this is the only board game podcast that has brought me close to tears. I hope you guys continue long into the future, and I look forward to every episode. Uh, I think a great topic would be for Jerry to name all of the game mechanics he hates uh, and then have Gobby rebut him with examples of games he likes with that mechanic because that happens a lot. Take care, guys. It sure does. It sure does happen a lot. And I am ready to name all the mechanics for which I hate. Go. Okay. So, deck building. I do not like deck building. I think deck building... As as a main mechanic is a trope. I think it is a cheap mechanic utilized to buffer up games that have a penchant for randomness. And I think that deck building is just as a as a as a main mechanic, I don't like deck building. But yet you back Rocket Man, which that's that's all Rocket Man is is deck building. Why'd you back? Well, it? no, there's 
there's a little bit more. It's Martin Wallace. Not I really. want to see Martin no. Wallace take. No, you haven't played it. That's all it is, deck building. No, 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 I, no, no, I know. I want to see Martin Wallace's take on it, though. Mm. It's the same. It's cliche. Give me Marvel Legendary over Rocket Men. Oh my God. I haven't played it. it you bad. haven't played it so, uh, multiplayer, I though. It's garbage. Uh, I could. I don't have a list of deck building games. Uh, what's a deck building game that you like? You like several. I'd have to go through. I'm not prepared for this. I'm not prepared for this, Nathan. We're not prepared for this. But uh, uh, along his thing about uh, us being personal with each other, Christopher Christopher E. Yeo said. This was after our. Yo. Uh, this was <laughs> this was after our. Um, uh, uh, you had done your autism podcast with Bubba, and then I'm I. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm getting off track. I start thinking of that little guy that's dead that was on the Austin Powers that would always go Mini me. R.I.P. All right, he's dead, isn't he? And I wonder how much money he made off Austin Powers. That was like a thing to where all he did was just... I think that kept him going, but um, I mean, you know, it gave him a taste of the life. But sadly, from there on out, he was like on all those like, oh, the rich people shows, the the has-beens that were addicted to drugs type shows. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being 36 pounds and doing drugs. Addicted to meth. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like his, his body weight. A half a Miller Lite would lay him out. Christopher E. Yeo says, Thank you both for being so open. Love your discussion and how you speak to each other. Really appreciate it. It was enlightening. Also very entertaining. You all are awesome. Yeah, you're welcome, Christopher E. 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 That's like Christopher, Christopher E. Yeo. I wonder what the E is for. Exclamation. Maybe. Et cetera, et cetera. Thank you, Eo. Anthony Bain, he is from Taiwan. I don't know that he's from Taiwan. He is now in Taiwan. And he's Professor, Professor Anthony Bain. And Professor Bain. I noticed that your I noticed that your thesis was plagiarized. (laughs) Are we discussing species or genus? He responded this okay, we're a little behind on our emails. This was in response to our armadillo episode. And he goes into great detail about the difference between species and genus, saying, first, what you have to know is that the delimitation between species and or genus are only man-made. Evolution does not decide that suddenly you are a new species or not. And that's why, for example, you got sometimes a new species of whale. It's not because nobody saw it before. It's because they did some genetic study on this group of whale and others and find out that they are quite genetically different and then decide to put this group of whale as a separate species. And he goes into... How did they do that? Like they just catch a whale and they draw its blood? Uh, he doesn't go into. The, uh, they he, just look at it and go. Oh. They go well. <laughs> he I guess go you must into, be something different. He doesn't go into that sort of specifics, but he does go into specifics about the conversation, and then says, "Oh, he says his first concert was Manu Chow. Never heard of that. M A N U C H A O, who you probably never heard of, but he is pretty famous." 80% of the people know him in France and South America. Uh, he says he would like to auto-proclaim himself the 
biology advisor of the snobs, Professor, Professor. I don't know why I'm saying Professor. Professor Anthony Bain. What is what is he professing to? He's he is a uh, let's see. He is a professor of ecology. YouTube comment on episode 150. The Meeple Junkies. Happy 150th. My favorite podcast. Love you, Gobby and Jerry. Meeple Junkies. Thank you. Love you as well. Who? Why do we have 18 emails from a Tim Cool Lynch? Oh, that's the guy who does our. Uh, that's the. That's the uh, the Meeple. Uh, Sir Meeple guy, the t-shirt dude. We're selling t-shirts right and left. Thanks, Tim Kerlinchley. Yeroon Broekstra. He says uh, he was reacting to episode 152 of Board Game Snobs. I'd like to thank you for making the very entertaining podcast, Board Game Snobs. He is from the Netherlands. I'm a regular listener from the Netherlands because I'm not an English native speaker. I like to apologize for my English in advance. And then he proceeded to give us a very nice email. Some of these we have to... Oh, wait, wait. I hope I can contribute with my list and Jerry's research with board gaming preferences for people with autism. So he says that he is on the spectrum. Oh, his number one game is Blood Rage. Then mm. Scythe. I like the fact... Flam Rouge. I, I, he went... He got, Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Okay, go ahead. So he goes down his list of his list of games here, and there's there's two that pop out at me. One, I don't know what Q Birds is. His number nineteen. I need to look that up. Never heard because I'm it. always interested. Yeah, when people start throwing out these, uh, he has a lot of mainstream, not mainstream, but like the respectable games on his top twenty, like Carcassonne, Terraforming Mars, Terra Mystica, Ticket to Ride, uh, Seven Wonders. If you like Blood Rage, I would Rage, say well, he's got the Godfather in- on there too. So I know that. So he's got like Godfather side, uh, Blood Rage, El Grande. He's got stuff like that. You so definitely it seems like if you're really into area control, uh, uh, look, I keep noticing as well that he, I keep noticing that he has a lot of like, he has Puerto Rico, Seven Wonders, things of that nature. Definitely give It's a Wonderful World. I, I try. I'm I'm down for their new Kickstarter on It's a Wonderful Kingdom. Uh, it's a Wonderful World to Make Kills, Seven Wonders. And I didn't really like Seven Wonders that much, but I really like. And, oh, yeah, Wonderful World's a deck builder, by the way. Sort of, kind of. Uh, of course. But, uh, yeah, it's a great game, though. But it's not just deck building. It's more like hand management, resource management. Uh, let's see, Russian Railroads. That's the one I had played in a long time. Daniel Robert Holding says he has up and go with muffins. That was correct. It's his podcast. He started another solo podcast called Dan Likes Games. Dan, short for Daniel, FYI. Daniel. Oh, hey, I asked questions on the Facebook group. Why aren't we doing here? Let me pull those up. Those are the questions I want. What direction are we going to go? Hold on. We still have emails. You're going to questions. Nathan Evans. I just wanted to say thank you for the info on buying and selling board games. He signed up for an account at boardgameco.com. Nathan yeah, Evans. I love boardgameco.com. I'm about to give an advertisement for them. We need to burn so through here's these. A, okay. I'm, all here, right. So here. we're going to catch up on the re- wait. Okay. Hang on last a sec. one. Hang on a sec. 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 You're just... You're doing exactly what you griped about last time. You're just reading emails and not letting no, me comment on them. I'm, 
Board Fine. Game Co. Board Game Co. You were reading emails company. and you're going, oh, this is from uh, blah, blah, blah. All right, moving on. Board Game Co. Great company. Here's why. Because you send them all your crappy board games in a big box and they'll send you something else to play. I love them. So if you've got a bunch of crap that you want to get out of, send it to Board Game Co. You just plug in your little BGG address, your little username, look at your wish list, look at what you got to trade. They'll make you an offer. I've, I've used them like four or five times. It worked out really good. Anyways. Love them to death. I got all this. I'm going to the Facebook. Facebook's where it's at. You're 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 living in the past. I'm in the future. This is 2021. Let's see. Mike Poole asks if you could pick That's one game question. to play right now, right, right this second, second, what would it be? Yeah, Barrage. I'm gonna get some tea. You answer that while I get some again. Tea. It's been a while since I played Barrage. It's got a solo. Never played it solo. Speaking of solos, I tried to play Merv solo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Not only do you have the Merv. Uh, <laughs> Merv, Merv sounds like a bald pawn shop owner. Merv. Mervin. Mervin Solo is his name, and nobody likes him. Because he's always bringing his friend along that you have to also compete against. And it's just, oh my God, it was, was uh, Merv looks like a good game. It's got a lot of stuff going on. It kind of reminds me of like a Lacerda type game. You have the central action that you do. You, uh, literally, all you do for your first action is move your guy along this track, pick which row you're going to choose. And when you choose that row, well, then from there on, your choices are exponential. So then you go from there to many other different tracks. But the solo, oh my God, the solo is just like, I hate solos. And this is what I said about this game. And it's like on Mars. It's like, okay, so this is what you do with this dude. When you do the solo, move him. Okay, if this space is available, then do this and this and this. If that's not available, then do this and this and this. If that's not available, then do this and this and this. And it just, yeah. you have to go down this whole freaking checklist of what's available, what's not, what he can do. If these things are tied for this, go down to this. And it just exhausted me. And then in a solo of Merv, you have to do the same thing for this other player, the other bot. And it's just exhausting. I would like to play uh, Barony right now. Yeah, I'd love to play Barony right now. I like a four player game of Barony, to be honest. I, I, I just because I, I just we just played Hansa Teutonica, and I, I have a I have some weird feelings about comparing Rolf those two games Brand together. That like to suss That's out. not how you say his name. Rolf, Rob, he's there is no there's no vowel between the V and the N. It's just Rolf Vandal. Ross Vandal is is Riverdance a secret satanic ritual, and why is it so? First off, don't be hating on Riverdance. I mean, because that's number one. That's Richard Simpson's people. They invented that, and Riverdance was a the titular line dance for I, Irish. And, is it Irish or Scottish? I, I get them. I, Richard I, is sorry, Scottish. I get those FYI. mixed up. <clears throat> Either way, that's a titular dance. It's titular. Stop knocking Riverdance. You made me want to watch it. Speaking of Tricky Dick, he asks, "You and Gobby decide to go into business. What kind of business would that be?" Mm. Methamphetamines. No. Why? 
You, you don't know enough about chemicals to make meth. All you need is you some Sudafed and battery acid. You're good to go. No. No, it's not I've what you need. I've watched the YouTube videos. No. I've no, been, I've been going to the drugstore and getting lots of Sudafed. We're good to go. Don't be saying that on here. You're going to have the FBI. You're going to get swatted. I've got some lithium. Somebody. I've got some lithium ready to go. Got lithium. Either ways, uh, <laughs> kind of business would Gobby go into? Number one, that wouldn't happen because I wouldn't go into business with Gobby. Number two, I'd uh, go, I'd, I have a, I'd have a food truck making burgers. I could make a really good burger. Gobby's burgers. Gobby's gyros. Ooh. Gobby's gyrations while he makes burgers. I would just sit there and like just rotate my hips in a erotic manner as I made burgers. That's a good thing. Uh, Urban Presker says, Urban You didn't say your business. What's your business? I, I said I wouldn't be in a business with you. He what, said, what If are you, you and me do? were in a business, I, I, well, I'm not going to be working with you in your gyrating gyro business. Gyrating sure. gyros. Makes sense to me. I love gyros. And actually, they're not called gyros. They're called gyros. Gyros, yeah. Urban Presker says, would you rather fight a human-sized armadillo, a human-sized squirrel, or a hundred squirrel-sized Enriquez? I'd rather fight a hundred squirrel-sized Enriquez because you could just wait and catch them off guard by attacking at dawn. They'd all be asleep. Yeah, uh, an armadillo, that's got too much armor can't go against that, all that armor also human-sized squirrels would not be impervious to falling damage fyi that question uh, was brought would up reach terminal no, because velocity. Human, i'm assuming that these human-sized squirrels are comparable in weight uh milk chocolate or peanut m&ms obviously peanut m&ms jim jim crimmings and diet coke is or pepsi diet coke is addictive because of the aspartame Everybody drinks Diet Coke. Nobody in the South drinks Pepsi. Ugh, Pepsi. Nobody. It's Coke or it's Coke or Dr. Pepper. They do it secretly. There, there are some secret. There are some closeted Pepsi drinkers here in the South, but but nobody openly drinks pe- Pepsi here. Paul Gleld, Gelder, Gelder. Which game have you played the most? Well, Paul, I don't know. To tell you the truth, Goody culture, the game of life. I can tell you what mm. Jerry's played the most, according to my BGG stats. Let me tell you right now. You know what? I can tell you right now. Let's see, where's well, Jerry? Why, why, while you're doing that, Go I know offhand games that I don't record with Gobby. I, 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 I used to be Robinson Crusoe was my number one played game. I played that several times a day, but I haven't played it in a long time. I really need to uh, you set played, that back up. You I played Yokohama with me 15 times. Yeah, Yokohama. Yeah, I've played Yokohama a lot on BGA, so I would say that's probably probably it. Let's see. Uh, let's see. See, you're supposed to have this prepared, not let's see, let's see. Ugh. I, no, I am prepared. I read these questions and thought about it. So them. then why are you saying let's I'm, see, let's see? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing what I want to say for next episode. <laughs> oh, John, Jeff also says, do you have any board game superstitions? Oh, well, it's not a superstition. It's actually a fact that you should put, you shouldn't have things piled up on the table. They should be in ramekins. That's how it is. You don't have stuff this willy nilly laying about. I can't have, I can't handle anything on a table. I can't have anything on a table. It's got to be in a ramekin. It's got to be in a ramekin. And if you don't use ramekins, you're a heathen or a Pepsi drinker or a Trevor. Oh my God. Look at me starting Trevor's. 
Oh, Trevor asked, Trevor Franklin, most of us watch some movies and TV shows that are just for fun, but are still excellent entertainment, like The Mandalorian or most Marvel stuff. But we also enjoy more serious thank you shows. We don't, we, we don't usually, let's see. What? What's he saying? We don't view it as one as we don't view it as a one way street. I don't know. He's not asking a question. He's just rambling on. <laughs> so why is it seems to be the expectation in board games? This is exactly a Trevor question. Trevor, one oh, line to ask such a, question, a Trevor. Ah, oh, a bunch of Trevors. Oh, so here's his question. Finally, Jeez. why is it seem why is it seem that, that that that's not the expectation with board games? We're supposed to start with lighter gateway stuff, but not look back once we graduate to heavier stuff. As a guy who is who. As a guy who equally and for different reasons enjoys Ticket to Ride in Grand Austria, I'm curious on your thoughts on the matter. Well, Trevor, oh, let me guess. Let me guess. He would, uh, Trevor would also enjoy Splendor. Just saying, he's he drinking Pepsi right now. I, picking up, he's drinking up Pepsi. He's drinking Pepsi, playing Splendor. No can do. This is the thing with movies. Movies are a different medium, so it's like you, you really can't compare. Compare. You can't compare the two. Board games are different altogether. It's like once you get associated with one, that something might be unique and different to you, then you move on. I would. I don't mind Ticket to Ride. It was okay the first couple times. Uh, Catan. I love Catan. The first time I played it, that's what got me into the hobby. Loved it. Freaking loved Catan. Do I play it all the time now? No, because. The mechanisms that it introduced to me have been further improved upon in movies. There's not many movies that have been improved upon the technique, the story building. You might say you might compare that to like movies from the fifties and sixties, the way they acted, they kind of overacted in those movies. It was kind of weird and kind of cheesy, but yeah, there's still some classics in there, but they don't compare to the movies now. I wouldn't watch a movie now and say, oh, yeah, this is this is uh, less than a movie from the 50s or 60s because there's very few movies that are old. Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane, whatever you want to talk about. They were trendsetters, but then you get a whole bunch that were just not near as good. They just weren't as good because of the way they I, were. I, 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 can't, I can't disagree with you more. On that movie thought, and I don't, I don't even know where to, I don't even know where to begin with that, other than the fact that you're, you are, you are using a metric to judge older movies, um, that I don't think is necessarily like, the, the metric way that Cary most Grant talked. The way Cary Grant talked, he used this accent that was specifically that, made for arguing, movies, and nobody I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that. I, I'm, 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 I'm. I don't even want to get into that. We'll have to part to that. You can't. Well, I mean, that. to me, you can't even compare because movies and board games are two completely different mediums. Well, I think you can compare them from the bird's eye view of what he is saying. He's not comparing board games and movies. <clears throat> He's comparing the experiences of board games and movies. What Trevor is doing, and it's hard to understand a Trevor. What I feel like Trevor is asking is like, I'll say, I've started off watching cartoons. Now I'm into uh, Godfather. Right. Whereas you're going with board games, you're going from ticket to ride to, I don't know, some GMT war game. I don't know. No, 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 no. What he's saying is, is that when you, you enjoy certain lighter films, comedies, whatever they might be, just shows that are stupid, like, like, you think of like Dumb and Dumber. There you go. Like, That's what I'm talking about. I think 
I think most people are going to agree, even if you are just a a staunch Oscar bait type film watcher, that Dumb and Dumber was just dumb fun. It was enjoyable to watch. It was two stupid people doing stupid things that made you chuckle. It's a great show. Uh, but what he is saying is that that's kind of the back and forth that happens in movies. You can be a, a staunch drama person, but, but occasionally enjoy a fun film. He is proposing that it seems like in board games that we have this expectation that you start with lighter gateway stuff. And then as you graduate and move up to heavier stuff, you never go back to watching or I mean to playing lighter, lighter games like you like you they're like they're beneath you now. Is it is the point that he's making? Is that is that the uh, is that the thought process in board gaming? Yeah. And I would say that. Uh, well, yes and no. I, I think that it depends on the person. For instance, I think if you start off as a light gamer and you're playing games just for for interaction with other people, you tend to lean towards party games and lighter games because you're focused on the interaction with people. If you are the type that you're trying to use board games as like this cerebral experience and really break down and understand the games, well, it's just natural that you're going to keep moving on. You're going to keep, you're going to be chasing that high, that complexity, and you're just going to keep playing heavier and heavier games, and you're going to shy away from the lighter ones as you look back. And so it's really to the personality of the person. For instance, I think we like, we, we enjoy some light stuff. I mean, there, there are some games that we, that are very easy to play that we thoroughly enjoy that that would that would be considered light there's even some gateway games that i think are, are really good and I, I i have no problem with it i don't feel like i have to play a medium to heavyweight euro every time i sit down I, I equally enjoy it but i will say that there is this underlying tone amongst some board game groups that you are you advance it's like you, you've been doing kung fu for so long, now you're a black belt, and you should never look back. You should never play a gateway game, which I don't agree with. Because to me, I, I have played some truly great games that were very light with my children and just been like, this is an amazing game. Like, this is, this is, this is what this is teaching. This is how this operates. And I think you're doing yourself a great disservice if you don't take some time and look back and play uh, the lighter games or the gateway games that are coming out you know, as time goes on, because you might miss something that truly is fascinating. I would also say the same is true using Gobby's analogy with movies, looking at only newer movies and comparing the either the production value, the acting, whatever that might be, and saying, well, of course, if it's newer, it's going to have a leg up on these older films. I think that you miss a lot of and, and don't appreciate a lot of what those older films were trying to do think that's the same with some of these heavier games that you that you miss that if you just stick within your realm and don't really break out of whether it be your 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 weight class if you like medium weight games or lightweight games and play something heavy once in a while you never cut truly come to appreciate some of the great designs that are out there even if it's a game that you might not necessarily ever play again and i think everybody has done that at some point in time you've played a game you've enjoyed it and thought to yourself, I'll never play this thing again. I have no need to. It was, it was, it was technically great. I appreciate what it what did. It was mind-boggling. Yes, I can even see why some people would love this game. 
But for me, it's not there. I'm glad I played it, but I never want to play it again. And if I had to throw one out there, Zulkin. Zulkin was that for me. That was one of those games that I played and thought to myself, what a brilliant game. What a phenomenal design. I'll never play this thing again. I have no desire to. But what an, what, what a heavy, thanky, uh, just a – it had literally everything from the design of the board to those gears to, to, the, to the amount of planning that you had to do to really be able to both take rewards now or let them build and accrue the power later and then take them and the various strategies. Yeah, wonderful game. I have no need for it. have absolutely no need to play it. But yet, I, I can appreciate it as one of the greatest. But I think if if I don't if I understand his question, there's some things like there's many games that just incorporate one or two mechanisms: ticket to ride, route building, set collection. And once you really get into gaming and you familiarize yourself with these so many different games that have these mechanisms in it then you're always wanting to challenge yourself more. So yes, Ticket to Ride is a great introductory game. Carcassonne, great introductory game as far as uh, worker placement, tile building, whatever that is. There's a Splendor set collection, the most basic set collection game there is. But as a gamer, once you play those, you tend to grow from that. So then you're wanting the next the next challenge. You're wanting the next challenge. What? Okay, I've played Ticket to Ride. What can we play after this? Airlines Europe. It has route building, set collection, but it's also got stocks. Okay, so now I'm into stocks. What can I play? Well, now I can play uh, a stockpile. Once you get in a stockpile, start learning about yeah, stocks. Like then stocks. you can go into other stuff. And it's just like, it just once you get into board gaming, you're building upon these mechanisms you know and I would think, I would say, I presume, as most board gamers do, they want to build upon mechanism upon mechanism, and they're looking for that next thing. In general, most people aren't wanting to stick with route building set collection. It's different with movies. Movies are a different whole, whole different true. thing. So it's like, I think it's just a natural progression of the medium that you're in. You're in board gaming. You can't really compare apples to oranges because it's movies. But uh, it doesn't mean I will never play Ticket to Ride. It's just I progress in there. Yeah, that was great. I enjoy set collection, but I also would like to have uh, either deck building, worker placement, or bidding. What Name any. There's a myriad different mechanisms that you could incorporate into those that we have since moved on to. And that's that's board gaming. True. That's very true. I think that's an interesting discussion. And I'm going we're gonna to have to cut we're gonna to have to part two this because okay. my daughter has just gotten back and I promised to make her pancakes. Uh she's she's she she specifically told me, I want you to make me pancakes for dinner. And I'm like, All right, I will. And I have to so we're gonna part two this. We do this pancakes breakfast for dinner, for dinner. because At I make awesome pancakes. What, and so what's so special about your pancakes? Uh I make Japanese souffle pancakes. What does that mean? They are a type of pancakes that are uber fluffy, like a souffle, and they are hard to make. And they're sugary and light and fluffy, like you. <laughs> so sounds delicious. Yes, yes. So all right, just remember, we got to sign off. Sign off. Send us hate mail, boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. Send us your voicemails. 
at gmail board game snobs mm. at gmail.com i'm gobby and some will die in hot pursuit and fiery auto crashes some will die in hot pursuit while shifting through our ashes that's jerry some will fall in love with life and drink it from a fountain that's pouring like an avalanche coming down the mountain thank you for listening to the board game snobs stay classy Hey, hey, so hello, Gabby and Jerry. This is Joel from Australia. Gentlemen, just giving you a, well, sending you a voicemail because you guys are keen on these sorts of things now and it's easier for me to do this than write an email or at least I'm more motivated to do this. Um, you might know me as William Nilifer, which was just a play on Willy Nilly that I came up with one silly day. You hear a dog barking, it's because I'm out and about walking my dog. And I'm thinking I might send you guys one of these things once a week or something. Look, you know, you can enjoy this once a week or so um, while I take my dog for a walk. I can just give you my musings. Also, don't expect you to play any of this stuff on the on your podcast because it's going to be a bit of dribble compared to some succinct little, you know, congratulation voicemails or whatever else you might get. Speaking of which, congrats on 150. What are you at now? 155 or something by the time you get this. Um, killing it, boys. Um, and look, I, I really enjoy the, pod, the podcast. It's, it's very funny, but it's crack me up all the time. But um, it's also amateur enough to at least motivate me to maybe give it a go myself. And I'm contemplating doing it with a mate of mine once he's, he's doing some renos at the moment. But once he's done plan is to have a podcast of our own i think we're going to call it um on board let's watch a movie yeah that old trope of being a pun on the word board but he doesn't play board games and i don't watch movies because then when you guys talk about movie references and stuff i've got absolutely no idea what you're talking about most of the time um seen one or two of the avatar of the um marvel movies never seen avatar you know i just don't watch them but he watches them all the time and it's always a source of entertainment when he tries to tell me about a movie and I've got no idea. And it's the same with board games. He's, he did, him and his missus did Pandemic Legacy Season 1 with us. But after that, he was like, hmm, don't know. But I really like. Obviously, I'm a massive board game fan. That's why I listen to you blokes. Although you don't talk about board games too much. But, um, yeah. I, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> um... My dog, my dog just took a dump, so it was like, you know, you know when that's distracting? Um, yeah, no, so, yeah, he doesn't watch, movie, uh, he doesn't play board games and I don't watch movies, so the idea is, well, it's good enough, it's a good excuse really just to get together once a week or fortnight, but the idea is we, we watch a movie one week, one, one podcast, play a board game the other, and then we just drink and talk about them and just see what happens. Um, don't expect to get any listeners, just like you blokes probably didn't when you first started. But who knows? Who knows? Um, hopefully we can keep it up. Or hopefully we can get started. That'd be the first thing, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I would like to. So any advice you have around mics and editing software and I guess what what not to do early on would be good. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if you'll listen to this or whatever. You probably deleted it already. If you're still listening, thanks. Nice one. Um, what else was I going to say? I don't know. This could be it for the first one. Um, 
yeah, again, just congrats on 150 gents. Um, oh, board games? Yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, first of all, my favorite board game is Barrage, but I'm really bad at it. Um, you guys recommended Barrage, so for that, another thank you. Um, but my, I guess I was wondering if you guys ever, do you ever play games so badly that you question your own intelligence? I, I ask this because it's happened to me quite a bit. I play a lot with mates, you know, they're all fairly intelligent, but I'm a smart bloke too. Um, but I get flogged like all the time in a lot of resource management engine building games. Um, engine, Barrage, my favorite game, I've played it like, I don't know, 10 times maybe, which for modern day board games I think is a lot, particularly for a heavier game. Um, and I played against guys that I've never, like, there's never played the game before, and they've soundly beat me. Like, never played it. They're, they're heavy Euro players, gamers, so, you know, obviously they get the concepts really quickly and all that, but bloody hell. And <laughs> it just happens all the time. Resource management, as I say, engine builders. And I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that I just, I don't pay attention. I think it's my concentration levels. Um, there's just straight away, like, zoned in to, like, you know, understand the game process what's, what's going to happen to get you know maximize their their points or whatever but i'm just i just chat in between turns like i'm in it just for a bit of social interaction a lot of the time and so i mean and so i tell myself that right and i think oh that's why these guys just concentrate and i just sort of faff around or whatever but yeah <laughs> it's still a bit demoralizing like I'll, I'll give you one example then i'll hang up <laughs> um Terra Mystica, right? I don't know if you guys have played it. It's obviously very heavy. Um, I already knew that I sucked at most games, like that I was terrible at this sort of stuff. And these guys are, you know, smart sellers and right into their game. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to download the app. I played the app a couple of times. I even watched a freaking strategy video. You know, I've become the person that I despise. Um, just, just to get a little bit ahead, right? Just to think, oh, okay. I just want to be competitive. I just don't want to come last. I just don't want to get flogged. <laughs> we start playing. I screwed up a rule or got messed up early on. And from there, it was all downhill, right? And the, sc- the scores in the end were like, I uh, old mate that won was like 120. There was a 112 and a 108 or something. I had 42. <laughs> it was, oh, man. And they were all not, like nice enough about it. And they called me a good sport afterwards for like copping it. And I was oh, halfway through, I just wanted to leave. But, you know, you can't do that. So, but, oh, so yeah, I guess my, my question is something perhaps you can discuss or muse over. Um, yeah, what do you guys, what do you guys, do you get to that point? You get flogged that badly in games, you just think, oh no, am I an idiot? Am I truly, is there something wrong with my brain? Honestly, sometimes I question, I question it sometimes, particularly when it happens with semi-regularity, I'd say. I win some, but I very, very, very much lose some, or lose many, too. Um, anyway, Garby, Jerry, if you're still listening, one of you, if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> um, and if, look, if you respond favorably, maybe while I'm walking this dog every week or so, I'll just send you one. Maybe not this long-winded or, or whatever, but yeah, look, just a bit of fun. I just get lonely. Need someone to talk to. Um, no, that's 
cool. Thanks, thanks, boys. Thanks, gents. Love to 